Welcome to this week's episode of The Slayer Lair. We will be discussing season one, episode three, The Witch. Um, My name is Chris. I'm Amanda. I'm Jen. And we will be your hosts through this episode. One of the things that I had written down that I was excited about for this episode is that it's the first episode with no vampires. Um, and it's only the third episode. <laughs> and it's only the third episode. So they went very quickly into other things. Um, and it's also the first episode that was not written by Joss Whedon. That's kind of cool. Maybe that's why there's no vampires. Mm-hmm. Wait, now I like this episode less than the first two. No, <laughs> um, okay, so we have our um, classic Buffy intro, and then what was your guys' first impression of the beginning? So we had Giles and Buffy in the library, and Giles is giving Buffy a good old dressing down (laughs) about joining a cult, and then it pans to Buffy, and she has, like, pom-poms, and you figure out that this cult is the cheerleading squad that Buffy is trying to, wants to try out for. Yeah, he even says that he forbids it. (laughs) He hates cheerleaders. He obviously was the nerd in school, and the cheerleaders traumatized him because he is so anti-cheer squad. It's like a vitriolic reaction (laughs) to her even considering joining it. It's like cheerleading even a thing like it is here, like in England? It's probably called something stupid like... The happy applause team. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've never seen cheerleaders at any like soccer games or anything. And then the school systems are so different there that I feel like he's never even had interactions with cheerleaders. (laughs) And he is making these assumptions based on the like media and culture that he consumes. Or it's the fact that he teaches at a high school and they're the biggest dicks that, well, but they never probably come into the library. (laughs) So he just like, they bump into him in the hallway purposefully, I bet. (laughs) And then she definitely has, um, Buffy has this amazing high pony again. And oh my like god, ha- it's like the half up, half down. Yeah, it's, it's a like a fountain. Point. Yeah, a fountain half up and half down with the bangs, the two like wisps yes. hanging down on the side, and they're perfectly hanging down. Like that's that was not that was not an effortless. She did her hair for like an hour to look like she just had a casual half up, half down. Well, I mean, she does have cheer tryouts, so I feel like it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And basically, she explained to Giles that the whole reason that she wanted to join the cheer team was so that she could have something safe in her life. And as soon as she says the word safe, (laughs) the camera, the scene ends and switches to a bubbling cauldron. (laughs) (laughs) A bubbling (laughs) with like a scary, menacing green liquid. (laughs) Unknown green (laughs) liquid. So I feel like that gives us our our episode title drop essentially that obviously we're interacting with a witch 
Um, but before we move past the first scene, I just wanted to bring up one of the quotes in the show that we're going to hear much later, but I think that it's kind of a resounding theme. And I think that we see it like kind of first with Giles and Buffy. And it's later on, the character is um, Amy, who we're going to about to meet. And she has this comment where she says, she said she was wasting my youth, so she took it. And I think that we are seeing kind of an interaction between an adult and an adolescent in this first scene even, where Giles is looking at Buffy as just someone who's being very silly and not someone who's a teenager who has moved to a new school after like a pretty traumatic experience and is genuinely trying to get along and like find fun things and make connections and he super downs on her for it and yeah I just wanted to bring that up because I think that we're going to see a lot of adult teenager interaction between Buffy and Giles and Amy and her mom and Buffy and her mom throughout this episode and I want to carry that with us cool yeah that definitely I feel like makes sense to that this really is what this episode kind of is about especially starting with this like interaction that it's just (laughs) Buffy getting or all these teens, these youths, really yes. getting stifled by adults. <laughs> yes, totally. Cool. So, okay, so we are now at the green bubbling cauldron in a dark room with Barbies. Um, yeah, with Barbies. <laughs> menacing tied up, Barbies. tied up Barbies <laughs> wearing outfits that like maybe someone had to hand make because I feel like they're wearing the Sunnydale uniform outfits and there's no way I did not notice those. that that's pretty dope that's yeah pretty dope. <laughs> it's hand insane made. Barbie outfits. Okay. Respect. Well, you have to make the mom it as like close to <laughs> the target as possible. So I feel like <laughs> it makes sense. I immediately was like, oh, is this the Hellmouth? Like, Same. You know? I, I, I definitely thought it was the Hellmouth. I was like, oh, sure. cool. Like, is this just like the source of evil? But later on, no, it's not the hell. <laughs> I know. It's like, just like a suburban mom, like with Barbies and yeah. homemade outfits. Yes. <laughs> the real nightmare. But yeah, there's the Barbie that is hanging on a hook, and she like, <laughs> and we get this like creepy hand that pulls the doll off the right. hook, and it has its tiny hands tied together. <laughs> and I'm presuming, you know, I guess obviously this is the titular witch that we get with her creepy little hands. <laughs> I guess I'm assuming it because of the title, I'm gendering this person because at this point we've only seen their hands, but. <laughs> Still, it seems like it's the witch. Yeah, the cauldron was a dead giveaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's valid <laughs> that that was your takeaway from that. Okay, cool. So we we now have our assumption that the cheer tryouts are probably not going to go very well. But um, what what is like Buffy's experience when she shows up? 
Well, like the first thing that happens is Buffy's talking about how Giles is like not down for her to be a cheerleader. And she says that Giles has totally lost his water. <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> I can't even possibly imagine what it means. Like, did he pee, did he pee himself? himself? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he pissed himself. <laughs> Yeah, I guess because it is kind of old timey, and they're like, "I need to make water." <laughs> it's not that old timey. It's nineteen ninety seven. No, I'm <laughs> saying that when you make water is old timey, but that is old timey. Yeah, but that's say, what they said in Game of Thrones. Right? Yeah, but this like totally lost his water. I'd never heard of. <laughs> no, I never heard of that. Yeah, and then we have Xander being just you know trusty Xander. <laughs> he is absolutely foul in this scene. Like he's. Yeah. Why is he even there? The only thing he's doing is like staring at these people that are going to try out for cheer and commenting on how stretchy they are. And then in the middle of doing all that, we see Buffy receive her second piece of chunky silver jewelry. Dude, it's definitely like a medical tag. (laughs) (laughs) And what does it say on it again? It's like your forever yours something hell snapey dude snapey yes dude (laughs) it basically says always it just says always with the deathly hallows on it i love that it matches perfectly her other stalkers accessory like she could wear the set like (laughs) dudes that she's not really feeling right now (laughs) there's this amazing um thing that quote that willow has when the, you get the gross Xander being all gross and she says that he is pretending that seeing scantily clad girls and revealing postures was a spiritual experience which I just thought was like a very tasteful way of saying you're being a fucking pervert right <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're creeping everyone out and everyone hates you dude and then do you do you think that he got that bracelet engraved at things remembered (laughs) (laughs) i think he got it from like a claw machine or something because the way he talks about he's like yeah they all said that like he went to a store where all they had was that bracelet and nothing else like a bunch of those bracelets so it's it's like only confusing some guy with a jacket who's like wanna (laughs) buy a bracelet (laughs) yeah exactly um, and then Cordelia is there and she's wearing an amazing sports bra top. She looks like Sporty Spice. She has the full outfit. It matches. Yeah. Her sports bra top matches her like sporty pants. And she like just goes and hangs out with them. Like, <laughs> I don't, I, I, it's confusing if they're friends or not. And then she, is she supposed to be like a freshman or something? Are they freshmen? No, I think they're, they're juniors. Oh, sophomores. Sophomore? I think they're sophomores. Oh yeah, they're sixteen. They're sixteen. They're 16. Yeah, they're sixteen. They're definitely sixteen. <laughs> they look sixteen, especially Cordelia in this outfit. And she's yeah. like, "I just want to get to all the like varsity boys or whatever it is she says." And or, I don't know. It's just very gross. <laughs> all I know okay, then- is that Amber absolutely kills it. She kills yes. her tryout. She's doing like 
professional athlete flips. Dude, she turns down the Lakers, apparently. So. Apparently, because she wanted to cheer at her high school. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Her her horrible, haunting high school where, like, students die on the regular. And she's like, yeah, this is better than the Lakers. Thanks. Yeah, it was a very, like, multi-style performance. Like, I felt like she did a little, like, ballet spin in she there. She did ballet fully, <laughs> yes. And, like, jazz <laughs> and tap was in there. She was just like, I take dance classes. <laughs> Add pom-poms. Um, I will say that this scene is... There's two different scenes in this episode where we get a throwback to Unlimited songs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like one of those songs that they would you would hear at like every any type of like montage for like a sport like a sports game. I feel like the Chicago Bulls would always have it play when Michael Jordan would come out. Dude, I feel like it was in Space Jam. Dude, wait, what song? Okay, so if you look it up. No, you have to sing it. It's, too, it's that one like, y'all ready for this? Do, 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 do. I've recently watched Space Jam and I can confirm that that is definitely in Space Jam. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is like, definitely was on that like sports jam mix. Yes. <laughs> I was so happy to hear it. <laughs> classic dude but what happens at the end of amber's choreography her hands her hands burst into play yeah dude um cordelia accuses willow of hyperbolizing when she says she's on fire which is just another like great opportunity for them to throw in and her hands like, aren't really play. on fire. It's very a la like street musician, like holding <laughs> two flames, you know? And, and then and she definitely just waves them around. Like engulfing the flame. <laughs> yeah. And Buffy is the only one who goes to help her. Everyone else is just standing there staring. Yeah, or like, sitting in the Are stairs. there just no adults here? Is this like a, a cheerleader-led Aren't, isn't there like a coach I mean, of the cheer they, squad? Oh yeah, the, that's true. The girl who started on fire looks like an adult. So like maybe, 30? Yeah. They're they like, all yeah, look 30 They're though. like, these 16 year olds are 30 anyways. They don't need any adult supervision. Yeah, Buffy was the only person that did anything in that whole scene. It was yeah, crazy. and she like gets a jacket, a, some yeah. jacket from the bleachers and then like snuffs out this girl's flames. <laughs> yes. Like tackles her to the ground. And then kind of like spoons her for a minute though, which <laughs> is, nice. makes it better, dude. For yeah, that eyes. was nice. <laughs> we also do meet one other character at the cheerleading um, tryout that we haven't mentioned yet, oh, who's yeah. Amy. And the quote that I picked up from Amy was, Willow says to her, you lost a lot of weight. And all she says back is, had to. And that's how we meet Amy. <laughs> so I feel yeah. like that is just a setup for her to be like kind of tragic because she is truly tragic in this episode. Yeah, Amy is a walking and eating disorder, for sure. Yes, 100%. 100%. 
Um, that when Buffy, she was telling Buffy that she spends like an hour every or like multiple hours a day practicing with her mom. And Buffy says that if she spent that much time with her mom, it would lead to quality matricide. Yes. <laughs> that was and I was like, I think that should be the title of this episode of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, it really does come full circle. After this, the the gang, the Scoobies, kind of head down to their own lair, which is the library, to try to talk out what's going on. And I think they have one of those magical moments where they open up a book and they're like, ah, <laughs> here it is. Witchcraft. Yeah. Buffy says that Amber's hands were toasted. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's this like amazing quote that Giles has where um, he's all like excited about all this craziness and Xander's talking about how it's like, oh, it's not even a vampire, right? It's, what is this? It's a witch. And um, Giles is like, that's the thrill of living on the hellmouth. There's a veritable cornucopia of fiends and devils and ghouls to engage. And he's all like smiling the whole time he's saying it. Like this is what he has to live for. This guy definitely did get his his ass kicked in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That confirms it. In secondary school. Secondary, (laughs) of course. Yeah. Secondary. Um, This is also the first time that they've taught the team was mentioned xander talks about how their team and they dropped the slayerettes reference which was yes i loved that <laughs> since amber's hands lit on fire obviously she's the witch and so sarah <laughs> buffy so says that she has to get the skinny on amber wait so they think that amber is like a witch that doesn't know like what she's doing and yeah just like fucked her own spell yeah up. i think that they're like that multi-style dance routine was <laughs> too tight she, from the devil yeah <laughs> yeah exactly she definitely worships satan <laughs> and took it too far <laughs> dude and then good thing willow's a super hacker because she's she's the one who's gonna get the skinny on amber and then we later in a later scene we find out that the hacking is them just looking up who checked out books in the library (laughs) she did look to see like if she'd gotten detention before oh okay so she hacked like the school date school records which i just do not believe that in 97 the school records this public school of sunnydale's (laughs) records were digitized it's so unrealistic okay well I feel like that's a pretty short library meeting, to be honest, comparatively. My next note after the Slayeress quote just says, oh my God, polka dot tights. <laughs> and I didn't reference what scene she was in, but I'm pretty sure it's when she is talking to Joyce because that seems like it's what was happening next, where Joyce and Buffy are at home. And Joyce, who, if you didn't know, is a museum curator. Apparently. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah where is the museum? Is it That's why the box is there, dude. Why are you unpacking the Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I was like, very dude, confusing. take this to the museum. Dude, they would want to pay for another set, dude. Is this museum in Sunnydale? Like, this cultural museum? <laughs> 
that she's hosting this art for the tribal show. Seems like kind of a small town. <laughs> Zero people show up. <laughs> Dude, Joyce is such a classic 90s parent where she like is so disinterested in her own child's life. She like didn't even know that she was trying out for cheerleading. She's like, did you even know what I'm trying out for, mom? <laughs> <laughs> And no, she doesn't. Dude, she Joyce does not has know. better shit to do. This whole episode is Joyce just making it clear that she's blindly stumbling through parenthood. <laughs> and like, it's just, yeah, it's just, if anything, it made me feel sad for Buffy because <laughs> Joyce, I mean, come on, man, get it together. Buffy's already old. She's already 16. And like, Joyce still has not gotten the hang of this shit. <laughs> yeah. Or like, doesn't even know what, what Buffy's interested in. Like, there's only so many after school activities it could be. Dude, and I love when <laughs> she like hides that fertility statue from Buffy. <laughs> is it because it has a dick or is it? Yeah. She- <laughs> it must yeah. be huge because she opens it and goes jeepers. <laughs> It would have been better if she had silently grabbed it and then, like, ran upstairs or something. No, Dude, I noticed that. So she, Buffy, pulls a Snapple out of the fridge. It's clearly a Snapple bottle, but the producers, like, tore the Snapple label off of it. It's just, like, fully ripped off. Also, like, if you don't turn the cap around to read the Snapple fact, how it's not a Snapple, dude. I just was thinking about how now it's every opportunity for product placement is totally capitalized on. But in episode three of Buffy, they could not even, Snapple didn't even want to fuck with them. <laughs> they didn't yeah. even want, they didn't think that the money would be spent well. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, Buff who? <laughs> they're like, Buffy, that's not even a real name. This show's gonna yeah, flop. Exactly. <laughs> like, no. Sir Snapple. <laughs> Wait, fuck. I want a Snapple now. I haven't had a Snapple in maybe nine dude, years. You would hate it. They're so it's not good, yeah, dude. It's like just sugar. Grams of sugar in there. Yeah, just make oh. yourself a tea with yeah. like some fresh peach. <laughs> Do you guys remember the, the pink lemonade one? Yeah, I oh remember God, this dude. like kiwi one, like a strawberry kiwi one. Oh, that damn, really that good. sounds so good. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Now we're back at the gym. I feel like we spent a lot of time in the gym in this episode. I love the cheers. I like the Sunnydale never fails. (laughs) (laughs) So good, dude. Quality writing on these cheers. (laughs) They definitely must have had like, you know, when you hire like an expert in the field to like come and help you like on the set. They're having, <laughs> they definitely <laughs> brought some cheerleaders in for this one, dude. But Amy sucks really bad at the tryouts. She fucks it up and she totally blows the whole thing. And she even makes Cordelia fall, which is a bad fucking move. That's basically killing any social up movement that you could be doing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put hands on Cordelia. Amy kind of leaves the gym emotionally and then where where does Buffy find her after like the bad tryout lingering in front of the trophy <laughs> cabinet the, every like, high school has to have like a seed a sad seed in front of the trophy cabinet dude where someone's like my parent 
<laughs> lived their heyday and this is the proof that they're better than me and it's like dude it's the proof that your parents fucking sucks <laughs> this is all they had to live for <laughs> really it's only the people whose parents are like those aggro sports parents that are shouting at them and like calling them trash at their basketball game like those are the people whose parents are in that trophy case because yes. they're forcing them <laughs> to try to grab on to some of that glory like because they peaked in high school themselves so now they have to and that's probably the only reason why they had a kid yeah dude yeah <laughs> well she they say that so amy's mom and dad were like homecoming king and queen right and then they um but then we get that line that amy's dad ran away with miss <laughs> trailer, trailer trash. <laughs> or, yeah miss trailer, trailer trash, trash. yeah i feel like that's the team. first sign that's the first sign that this is not amy <laughs> i feel like is the way that the way that she talks about her mom and then yes when she drops Wait, this trailer trash. it's already not amy so she's yes, gazing dude. at herself no i don't think so because she fell and right? like fucked it up and it's I, already not died. amy it's oh. been not amy for months okay you're right it's already not amy and that's why when she says she had to lose all that weight it's just like she's oh, in someone she else's body to. and she was good at cheerleading like 40 years ago <laughs> okay, i thought it true. was because i thought it was we end up finding out that like Amy's mom starves her. Yeah, dude. Like, she Willow. says she says <laughs> that her mom puts a padlock on the fridge if she gains half a pound, and then she has to eat chicken broth. Dude, yeah, yes. and she just says chicken broth. And I was but, just thinking about how like I've definitely gained eight pounds like since we fed on shelter in place. Totally. And I do not know what I would do if somebody put a padlock on my fridge. I would definitely just go to the store, like, oh. get new snacks. You know, dude, like she is sixteen. Like she can't just get some fucking Cheetos or you know those like three D Doritos. Like those were thank oh God. Dude. <laughs> That Snapple. is what you would be eating. Well, so what I think is happening is that's what the that's what real Amy in her mom's body is doing at home, but the like mom in Amy's body is like, I need to use this 16-year-old metabolism and also only consume chicken broth, and then I'll be skinny enough to be good enough at this cheerleading thing is well, where her evil witchy brain enough, is at. She obviously doesn't have enough strength. Amy's mom blew the tryouts, dude. Yeah. She was out there cheering like a 40-year-old mom sneaking around in her 16-year-old daughter's body, dude. Totally dude. uncoordinated and yeah. not prepared for this shit. Dude, and then we get this <laughs> amazing time when Buffy says wigging again yes, yes. yes. I wrote it down because she says it twice in this episode alone yeah so saying wigging is a thing <laughs> okay so I think when we left off we were talking about Catherine the Great um Amy's mom who she is literally staring at a trophy dedicated to while she mourns her bad cheerleading tryout um and then we get even more bad things for amy as she goes <laughs> into possibly the creepiest locker scene so far that locker room's haunted episodes. a guy was just dead in there yesterday <laughs> oh yeah totally it's high smells 
like vampire dead dude person. and like why are there just towels everywhere <laughs> like, they were there were like 30 towels dude just like on all the benches and surfaces and floor and it's fucked up dude <laughs> like what are you doing there must be a bin for them it's just no, they just not a way anarchy. to treat your uh custodial staff to <laughs> clean up your own fucking towels <laughs> and i really like um when cordelia comes in and she has this like purple cheetah t- print kind of <laughs> where like the prints are purple and it just kind of like give, gave me this like lisa frank kind of chic situation yes moment. i really appreciated it honestly the only thing that i super remembered or like took away from that scene was her like crazy dramatic locker slam on the exit that was like obviously not even her locker yeah and did not close it just popped back open again so like, <laughs> that was very cordelia of you you're just making sounds <laughs> anger sound they find out that the postings have been made for the squad who made the squad and I feel like the whole school is crowding around the board, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking weird. But didn't only like six people try? <laughs> yeah. And there's like 50 people crowded around the clerk board. Like, wow, that is a no talent having school because <laughs> no one made the fucking team. Yes. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Willow is drinking one of those like Kool-Aid. What were those? Where it was like that plastic bottle yeah. Oh, squeeze it yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god those were so fucking good too dude yes the squeeze they had like faces on them remember yes. like, really weird fucked up faces she's just getting better every time Vander gets worse yeah he's disgusting <laughs> and so we find out that Buffy did not make the squad he she is an alternate and yeah. and neither did Amy because because she blew it yeah and, <laughs> and yet Amy she's still out. upset yeah, yeah <laughs> like she's she still surprised <laughs> she definitely is in a like have a serious breakdown dude <laughs> but Buffy's so sweet like she runs after Amy you know she sees Amy storm off she runs after her and definitely suggests that they go back to Buffy's house to like pig out on brownies. So I really appreciate that Buffy is, you know, trying to comfort this person who the whole time that they've been interacting, the interactions have all been really weird and unsettling, but is still reaching out to her and wants to help her process her trauma with overeating food. I just really appreciated that. (laughs) That was cute. Didn't she obviously needs it? Like, has she even? Like, I feel like, did she even know what a brownie is? <laughs> she knows Dude, chicken she broth. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, though. And um, then the scene ends right before it goes to one of those commercial breaks. It goes back to the bubbling cauldron. Dude, and there's Dude, so, so many dolls now. There's, and we get well, uh, now she knows who's on the team. That's true. Oh, she could unpack. Okay. Maybe she was unpacking Barbies that look the most like the girls. Yes. On the team. And she's making little clothes. So and she, she must has have, to make little clothes for that. She must have blown through so much velvet to make the outfits for these people. <laughs> like, to make them accurate. 
And they definitely like zoom in on our hella like nice French manicure. <laughs> and there's a femme voice for sure. Dude, yeah. So there's a femme voice and I can't hear. So I have subtitles on always. And it definitely doesn't say disembodied voice. It says Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So I was like, wow. Cool, cool, wow. Cool. Dude, okay. Obviously, because, Joss Whedon was not involved with that. So part of it. at this point, I'm like, dude, this is definitely the mom. Okay. So that's kind of like, wait, really? Yeah. This you is thought the it was that's the amazing. mom. I, I that you don't remember these. Yeah, I don't remember them all. So I definitely thought it was the mom because they've been painting her to be this villain, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, she right? is. She's just in Amy's And body. she like cares so much about her getting on the cheerleading team. And so I was like, dude, this has to be the mom. And okay. so that was like, at that point, I was convinced once they zoomed in on the manicure, I was like, dude, yes, <laughs> this is Amy's mom for sure. I what did you think, Amanda? Did you remember? No, but I, I thought they were setting it up so you're like, dude, this is Amy. It's so obviously Amy. It's like you don't even need to watch the rest of the episode. There's definitely no twist. There's definitely no body switching, if that's what you're thinking, because <laughs> clearly it's Amy. She's fucked up emotionally from her abuse, like her abusive childhood. She's freaking out that she's not making the team. Like She's getting threatened by a bully. Dude, she just seemed so much like a victim, though, that I was like, dude, she is also- Those are always the ones that go home and do Wiccan, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true, dude. It's so true. But yeah, I will say that I got, like, multiple times, I was like, (gasps) (laughs) So so it kind of, like, set me up. I feel like I fell for their tricks, dude, where they, I think, were, like, trying to make you think that it was the mom. And then when they are like, oh, it's Amy, it's like, oh- it's Amy, <laughs> you know, and that's at least what happened to me. And then, um, okay. So anyways, the, when the, you get the amazing part where she, the reason that you see the amazing manicure is because they zoom in on the hands as this creepy figure is like wrapping some like pink fabric around this it's doll. Like towel. It's like a cut of <laughs> towel or something. Yeah. Or like gauze. And she's like <laughs> wrapping it around her like neck and face. And she's like, Cordelia. <laughs> and puts it into the gurgling liquid. And that's obviously, that's our next, our next spell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's a curse. I feel like it's a curse. Okay, curse. You're right. Yeah. You're right. It would definitely be a curse. Um, okay, so now we knew, did you have any idea that, like, what happened to Cordelia was, was coming after you saw the gods get wrapped around her throat and face? No. And eyes. Did you have any like predictions at So to be completely honest, I actually like didn't really tie all that together until right now. <laughs> like I definitely She says rough- Cordelia. No, she no. The gauze on. But when when she starts like later, when she starts like losing her eyes and then her ability to speak, I was like, wow, what is this umbrella curse that just takes things away randomly? And now I realize that it is very specific. <laughs> She was like wrapping her eyes and mouth. Okay, wait. So, okay. So, so let's back up. So the next day at school, Cordelia is acting fucking weird. She's acting like she's on drugs, but yet she's still walking around. So she's not blind. Right. And so she's still walking around and then she walks to driver's ed, which made me laugh. I don't, 
that was not a real thing <laughs> at my school. I don't know if you guys had drivers in high school. But that was <laughs> no, dude. Really funny. Um, and then she is, I thought she was like, I definitely am with you, Jen. I thought it was a two part curse where it was like she was being like puppeted, like yes. she's moving. Because like she like, didn't know how kind to like, of, work like the car. Yeah, she didn't know how to work the car. I mean, she did fail driver's ed twice, apparently, <laughs> teacher, which is really embarrassing. Um, but yeah, her like limb movements, it seemed like she didn't want to get in the car, but she still was. And then she definitely didn't want to drive. And then I couldn't tell that her reckless driving, it didn't seem like it's because she was blind, right? It's again, because she had lost control. Yeah, that's what I felt. Of her I felt body. Like she was just losing control. And I didn't. I mean, honestly, I just didn't connect the like covering of her eyes and mouth at all. I just was like, she's the next victim, you know? Yeah. And then, so she crashes through the gate of the driver's ed, like training area into the street. Right. And everyone's getting out of the car. And as Cordelia steps out, she sees like a UPS truck that is probably like two miles away. <laughs> like she has yeah. so much time to get out of the way of this UPS truck that's hurtling towards her. And she's just standing there screaming. Like she's like, ah! <laughs> and it's such a long scene of her not moving. Um, Dude, I was like, she really, it truly is Regina George. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But luckily, Buffy tackles her. Again, Buffy's the only one taking any action at this place. When Yeah, dude. Goes. Obviously, the teacher doesn't care. The, like, driver's ed teacher doesn't care about the student's well-being because he puts two other driver's ed students in the backseat of the car with Cordelia, who has failed driver's ed twice. <laughs> I yeah, feel like that guy one, does not care. He's the first one to leave the scene of the accident. He's the first <laughs> one that dips out of the car and, like, runs back towards the school. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, he's had enough. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like when Buffy saves her, she just, like, jumps off this car. <laughs> I don't understand. She could have just ran towards her. Yeah, her powers. Her powers. You know, she had to parkour. Okay. She was a slayer. <laughs> yeah, she's always training. Yeah, so she tackles Cordelia, and then when she turns her over, Cordelia's eyes are scary. Dude, and, and this is the quiet. point where I'm like, dude, what is this curse? <laughs> is it? <laughs> Is it everything? I don't understand. But now, as Christy pointed out, it is very, very clear what the curse is. So I think it's really funny that I missed that completely. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. I do think that there was a point when I was like, wow, they cursed her just in a way that makes her confused or like muddles her. And then as it got closer, I remembered that she's like slowly going blind. And that's wow. why the first scene that you see with her is when Xander is being all creepy and Buffy is kind of ignoring him because she's distracted watching Cordelia struggle to open a locker. Yeah, she's like, is that hers. even her locker? <laughs> yeah. That was such a weird, exactly. again, Buffy catching on to such weird shit. Dude, she is detail oriented. It's her yeah. powers, dude. She's detail oriented. <laughs> she's part of being the slayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then back to the library. Of course. Of course. Um, okay, yeah. So back to the library, and I feel like they do a pretty good um kind of telling off or Buffy does like a pretty good telling off of what parental pressure is and is obviously speaking from some experience and we haven't 
really seen or heard anything about Willow's or Xander's home life at this point, but she's obviously relating pretty hard to Amy in having a parental figure or adult figures in general. Because again, her relationship with Giles, that where these people like don't understand you and hold you to a standard that seems unfair. Actually, she says, when you're not a carbon copy, they wig. Yeah. So kind of like she said it three times in this episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just think, again, that really brings it back to this episode, really painting a picture of how adults just should leave 16-year-olds alone because they don't know what's going on. It's not yeah. a phase. Um, yeah. It's not a phase, man. <laughs> Parents just don't understand. <laughs> yeah. It's valid. <laughs> And so they, this is the point where they're talking about how it's like, oh, it's eight. They're like, the witch is Amy. And then this is definitely in my notes. I was like, it's obviously her mom. <laughs> <laughs> and Giles is the one that pulls out the witch test. Yes, dude. He's like, you just need some, some mercury. Quicksilver. <laughs> They're like, we're going to get those. Good thing we use those in science. And it's like, dude, how are these chemicals not locked up? Yeah. I guess this was before meth, and so <laughs> the chemicals aren't locked in high school, I guess. No, but they're talking about they're available in the science lab, like, that day, because for some reason that day they're learning how to dissect a frog and yeah. also use quicksilver and hydrochloric yeah. acid. They're, <laughs> they're like, all in the same lesson. They need, I, I, we need, I've newt and it just pans to, like... <laughs> them dissecting frogs <laughs> like, yeah. dude you literally do that once in your entire high school career <laughs> good thing that it was today <laughs> and Jen and you're, also, you're a chemist is there any reason why they would also need to be using quicksilver for <laughs> and hydrochloric acid for, the, for that well dissection? I guess the hydrochloric acid makes sense I don't understand why they need the quicksilver dude I'm convinced that they're stealing that <laughs> dude yeah I, I feel like That's you would definitely say. never use mercury in high school chemistry <laughs> Shit is hella dangerous. They would never trust your ass with that. No, dude. Especially dude, like this like, is not AP, you know, obviously. So no. It's like Giles even says that they are going to need, I mean, this isn't a little bit, but he'll say that they need the science lab for counter spells. I know. For later. And it's like, wait, dude. So Why can't you, guys, you do that in the library? Like triage in the yeah, library exactly. all the time. And you brought all these supplies over to like be a watcher for your cornucopia of evil Fiends. beings that come from the hellmouth. <laughs> and you weren't like, you're like, no, it's fine. It's a high school in a small town. They'll have mercury. And <laughs> I mean, they do. So. In their high school chemistry lab. Seems yeah, fine. They they I guess. Yeah, it. lucky. Lucky for him. Lucky for him. Um, okay, also, I really appreciated that the spell was heat and apply to which. <laughs> yes. That's it. That's the whole spell. It's amazing. <laughs> and they fully just brew a potion like during class and uh the super stealth way that Buffy steals the hair. hair? Dude. <laughs> the side eye look that they both they like fully look at each other after she takes it. Cause she pulls it up and then stands up and then just like, like <laughs> makes full eye contact with Amy and Amy's just like ha ha ha. 
She just has her like rip hair out of my brush. Yeah, her like hairy ass brush just like open in her bag, dude. You think that a witch would like keep that shit on lock, you know? And then it's like they just are cool throwing fucking acid on Amy. (laughs) (laughs) And all it does is turn her skin blue. Like it doesn't irritate it at all. She's clearly a witch, dude. Yeah, she's just a witch, dude. They're like, it's like, what would happen if she wasn't a witch? Would that shit burn her? I feel like all witch tests are bad. Like, wind up bad for you if you're not a witch. You either drown, (laughs) burn. Get burned by acid. Chemical burns, actual burns, drowning. You know, you don't survive being quartered. Everything. So at this point, Amy turns blue and I'm convinced. I'm like, oh my God, Amy's the witch. Holy shit. Like, they so this was me. a twist for you. This was a twist for me. Yeah. Okay. I was Amazing. like, oh, fuck, Amy. Because I was like, dude, they're going to, she's going to fail and they're going to realize it's the mom, dude. But nope. So that, that was a big <laughs> twist for me. And I immediately did my next note is they're like at Amy's house, right? And my, Next note is, oh my god, she's so mean to her mom. Like, <laughs> she's so uh, mean. Yeah, I was like, dude, this whole time the mom is the nice one, and Amy is just putting one over us, dude. So yeah, I hella was convinced. <laughs> Wait, so paint a picture of the, like what the relationship is between Amy and her mom when Amy gets home from school. So Amy comes home from school and she's like, oh, you've just been watching TV <laughs> all day, and the mom's like, yeah. and then she's like I got a history paper write it and like throws her bag at her and she's hella mad like I need to get up cheerleading squad I need to go upstairs and then she's like fuck you mom you stay down here and write my fucking paper and the mom abusive it was very abusive and the mom was like stress eating brownies Yes, oh, yeah, dude. is that what she was? So I feel like that yes. is the giveaway. Did you notice those '90s cosmic brownies <gasps> that are they were perfect no. squares? Dude, yes. the ones with like the little candies on top. Okay, no, they were with the little nuts, but I feel okay. like those this they were the same, but just the candied the ones nuts. were better. But yeah, dude, like the ones you can buy at the dollar store. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I feel like that was also the giveaway that the mom is amy whoa because the mom is just like pigging out on brownies dude i did not catch that i thought i saw she hid something under the couch like that's what it is is that what she was doing yeah it's a plate of brownies and she was like laying on the couch watching she hiding the remote Like, no. you, so can't, it's her, you can't change it's my her story <laughs> it's like dude you're wearing a full sweats outfit like she knows what you've been doing all day dude cosmic brownies are shame brownies they are <laughs> yeah dude like, they are they're they are definitely only meant to be eaten like the entire carton in your car in full shame <laughs> like crying <laughs> like Dude, or in your house while your mom runs around in your 16-year-old body. Yes. That's the other yeah. option. This has been brought to you by Cosmic Brownies. <laughs> yeah. The mom, like now that Chris says that, the mom was definitely like banging too, right? Like why else? Dude, the mom was so good, dude. I was like, I don't understand what is wrong with this mom. Like she looks amazing. I... I don't get it. Dude. So like, she doesn't need to go into Amber's body to get ass. I mean, except unless she wanted a young boy. Yeah, ass. she wants her youth. I think the whole right. thing is that she just wants her youth back and like wants to relive what she thinks of as her glory days. Dude, she definitely like regrets having a kid. 
she like had a baby and then it's like my whole life was wasted and I want my pre-baby body back and so she takes her kid's body yeah I feel like is what happened because she like definitely I didn't take notes on it to be honest because it was so sad but there's a part where the mom is like yelling at Amy and I can't remember which body she's in exactly but she's yelling at her how like hard she worked when she was a teenager and how like yeah Amy is just wasting away in front of the tv and how yeah dude how she just like wasted her life raising her and working for her and being married to her dad for her she's full of regret it's really depressing yeah, I mean, the mom that's is why, definitely that's why she's a witch. The mom is definitely a murderer, a serial killer. Yeah. She looks like a soap opera mom. Yeah. Yeah. 90s soap opera actress. Um Yeah, dude. Dude, yeah. but what's the twist? She has Buffy's bracelet. Yeah, that she's holding it up. That bracelet. <laughs> yeah. So we know who the next spell is gonna be on. Mm-hmm yeah going going after Buffy who has only been so nice to you and didn't and also didn't even get on the cheerleading well no well she has been nice to the mom but she was being nice by being like let's eat brownies and we know the mom despises brownies so that just rubbed her the wrong way and she's like yeah no this Buffy bitch is (laughs) done she's like (laughs) do I smell brownies (laughs) (laughs) crazy she like throws the brownies in the cauldron. Yeah, <laughs> probably <laughs> delicious. Buffy comes downstairs high as balls. Yeah, dude, she's yeah. like, Same. she's definitely high, dude. <laughs> she's like, mmm, juice. Because <laughs> her mom is twice, dude. Freshly... She drinks the glass of juice. Dude, the glass her, is tiny, dude. That's like a six ounce glass of juice, dude. Or whatever. Dude, That's like what they give you beer tasting juice. is. Yeah, so the, she's the mom is squeezing fresh orange juice. There's also a loaf of raisin bread out. And there are two toasted bagels, one that she's putting grape jam on none of this food gets eaten <laughs> wait okay I feel like that's a theme throughout the show I remember thinking that a couple of times with like every time Buffy goes downstairs there is enough food for like a family of five <laughs> and both of them have like a bite of something and then like walk out the door dude and it's just like there's no way that they're like only eating carbs for breakfast <laughs> or maybe so they just have one bite and then walk out and that's I why guess. they're maintaining yeah <laughs> Okay, so to be honest, I definitely didn't even pick up that Buffy was like, hi. I was just like, wow, she isn't a good for me. <laughs> Dude, she was super. I feel like a side effect of these spells is that you just get hot, super fucking high. Like, I don't see. Yeah, I don't get Dude, what it so has to do with it. Giles says that it hits like a quart of alcohol. Ooh. that's what it is okay yeah is. so maybe that's what happened with cordelia too and that's why it was like so she was like i can't but... drive <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to be responsible yeah okay so buffy is wasted off the spell 
and off she the ends bloodstone. Up, she ends up back at school. Yeah. And they go to the pan to the cheer practice. And I feel like they're dabbing, dude. All the cheerleaders. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes, yes, you have to rewatch it. They all stand in a line, and part of their movement is they all dab like one at a time. It's like, what, dude? <laughs> so, yeah. I was too distracted by the fact that they all were wearing the clamshell Adidas except for her, which was so fucking weird. She was an alternate. She was oh. like the second oh, alternate. That's right. It's because those other ones were dropping like flies from the spells. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because okay. it, Cordelia was it. And then the first alternate is the girl in the chemistry class. Whose mouth like, gets mouth. erased. Oh, we forgot to yeah, talk about dude. that. Yeah, that was terrifying. I figured it wasn't really like that. But yeah, dude, it is weird that her mouth gets like an eraser drawn over it while Cordelia's eyes, I guess the, her pupils do, maybe the lesson there is that her pupils disappeared i would rather and have so my does pupils this girl's mouth dude. yeah than my mouth <laughs> yeah like how does that girl eat now did maybe the mom was like she's had too many brownies <laughs> <laughs> she's like let me smell your breath <laughs> <laughs> and that oh. one is like way it's more obviously sinister like the cordelia one the doctors could be like oh she just went blind or whatever super weird weird, but but someone's mouth disappearing again there's no such thing as red flags at this school no one is concerned (laughs) no one's talking about it how someone's mouth disappeared in science class (laughs) yeah the um at this point is when I definitely was like wow Buffy is on drugs and then I immediately was like oh it's the witch curse duh (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, it was until now, dude, that I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, so at practice, Buffy's being like an insane drunk person, um, super peppy, but also like not in control of her body. And she accidentally uses her super Buffy strength and thro- <laughs> throws a girl across the room that she's supposed to be like lifting in the air. Um, and she hella Lenny's out, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so she's obviously kicked off the team because the girl that she throws across the room is like the team captain, unfortunately (laughs) for her. And like, so she gets kicked off the team. And as soon as the, the captain's like, Buffy, you're out they turn around and Amy is standing there staring at them <laughs> like sinisterly. wearing her cheerleader uniform yeah. <laughs> she's like I've been waiting <laughs> so yeah it only took three girls getting weird um roofy blood curses to make the team that's pretty good pretty good for a 40 year old mom dude and then like yeah. after when Buffy gets kicked off the team like Xander and Willow are kind of carrying her away and Xander is like physically pulling her away with his hand over her mouth and I feel like he is definitely gonna fucking bait to that later he's just way too good at it he's way too good at it yeah that is definitely going in his spank bank for sure well maybe it would but then Buffy super shuts him down because he's being super gross and she is essentially drunk and he's trying to get her to say that she loves him or wants to date him or is attracted to him. And she says, you're, you're my friend. You're my Xander-shaped friend. <laughs> you know what makes you like so great is that 
you're not like other guys. You're one of the girls. <laughs> and then it pans over to show Willow's face. And she doesn't look like a jilted woman or like anything. She just looks like that was a good burn. Yeah. <laughs> she like, totally laughs about it. And well, it's the beginning, a great moment. In the beginning of the episode, Xander says that Willow is like a guy friend. Yeah. Oh, totally. So it's totally yeah. like vindicating yeah. for her, I'm sure. Amazing. I loved that moment so much. Like, definitely. Yeah. And I feel like that hopefully eradicated that moment from his spank bank and filled it with shame instead. Being so creepy. And He's gross. probably just beating off and being like, girls only like assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like totally. the shame, like, is what does it. It's like the cherry on the top, you know. It wouldn't be as hot if there wasn't shame <laughs> for Xander. Does it go from there to the witch's lair? Is that no? Where, like, they take it goes Buffy to, to the library. Yeah, they take Buffy to the okay. library to Giles, and, and Giles <laughs> immediately is like, "Oh, this is a blood-stained vengeance spell. It's a bloodstone." Bloodstone. <laughs> <laughs> Bloodstone vengeance spell. <laughs> I will say that he can tell just by looking at her what it yeah. is, which is pretty yeah, impressive. It's amazing. Dude, and then they're like putting this towel on her head, like a washcloth on her forehead, dude. And I'm like, does she have a, ta- a fever? <laughs> like, what? I is, think so. What are her symptoms? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's weird because he's like, oh her body like it attacks her immune system and we have we only have three hours to get it reversed it's like three hours like until what like is he implying that she's gonna die in three hours or just that she'll be super susceptible to like a cold or something and then how is it that everyone else is fine and not dying you know okay they talk about that so he says that it's obvious that with the other cheerleaders the purpose was just to get them off the team but with Buffy it was personal oh and brownie so, thing. I'm brownie. telling you yeah <laughs> oh my dude God. I can't she's like you're the one making my daughter's body fat because <laughs> <laughs> they hadn't gone to the house yet no well, they right? go to the house next next yeah so yeah, and they, they had already the tried to find out if Amy was a witch yeah, and yeah. like obviously Buffy had done that so she knows that yeah so Giles says that the other spells were different from this spell and they were like basically just pranks essentially whereas this spell was intended to kill her wow. Buffy has to like in, the, in this the third episode Buffy yeah. has to like sit with the reality of her own mortality in the library of her high school yeah, and they, um, Giles is like, she would need space, uh, a cauldron, and a pentagram. <laughs> and they're like, oh, must be her house. Yes. <laughs> Dude. Dude, so they go to the house and they come upon the super depressed, what you think is the mom. At this and... point, I still think it's the mom, for sure. You, okay, wait, nice. you think that they're talking to the mom? Yeah. Okay, okay. I okay. definitely was like, oh shit, here, they're... And then I immediately was like, dude, Buffy's going to be so mean to the mom because she thinks that the mom is this like mean person. And so I was like ready for it. And then that didn't happen. The mom's just all timid. And then it's not until that um, the mom is 
calls the dad dad instead of saying like her dad or whatever she like super slowly corrects herself Uh, i mean her her dad (laughs) not my dad i'm i'm a ma my 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 husband ex-husband taylor trash yeah (laughs) dude and then also i i think the mom is wearing a velvet shirt dude I think oh. it's like a black silky velvet Wait, shirt. Like a hangout, like a like a sweatpants, but like velvet. Yeah. <laughs> Sweatshirt but velvet. That's amazing. Yeah, I think she's wearing a velvet shirt. It's pretty bossy to have your depressed your depression outfit like include a velvet shirt. <laughs> Dude, yes. And then so this at this point, um, we get the reveal that the mom and the the mom switched bodies with amy and i immediately was like oh my god twist again the bodies are switched that was totally unexpected for me so it was yeah i fell for all of it dude (laughs) you were the target audience yeah dude i apparently still am (laughs) dude so they interrogate the mom the mom ends up we find out the big reveal that super surprised jen which is that Amber is trapped inside her mom's body and she spills that the attic is where her mom hangs out and Giles busts in. And that's where we see the creepy cauldron and hanging Barbies, the Barbie slaughterhouse. So yes. many. It's just like a red scarf hanging up and then Barbies <laughs> on hooks. And that's it. <laughs> all that's up there dude. and the bubbling green goo yeah. like the, uh, the bubbling green goo it's like dude where is your sewing machine where you make these small doll clothes where's your pentagram honestly dude totally. how are you communicating with our dark lord well at the beginning she did have like this something that was like swinging over the cauldron and i feel like that was probably mm. the pentagram or i just assumed it would pay- be painted on the ground but they don't yeah really show i thought it. it would be painted on the ground too but they don't show it um so they're up there though to like find her spell book right because the mm-hmm. deal with the curse on Buffy is that they can only break it if they get her spell book yeah and Giles is like get all the dolls <laughs> do, you think, <laughs> yeah. do you think he's gonna play with them later <laughs> he definitely kept the doll for no reason at all I would like the reason <laughs> it's for the spells it's for the spells <laughs> And then it pans. Okay, so then it pans to the basketball game, like yes. in all this jumble, right? Yeah, that's where that's yes. where we get our second our second two unlimited song that we all love. This is the same band, by the way, and I didn't <laughs> realize that this band is the sound of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's yes. the song playing at the basketball game. Yes. Amazing. They're getting pumped. They have to get pumped. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So we see the basketball game going on and then we have kind of Willow and Xander are trying to keep an eye on Amy at that point still, right? Because Giles and Buffy went alone to the house to get the book. Mm-hmm. But it seems like as you see in lots of 
stories like this the witch seems to know that mm. like her shit's getting fucked with right she definitely seems like distracted on yeah, the she pyramid seems to be and getting like, like flashes of like what's happening when so giles takes buffy to the science classroom to perform the counter spells in the special counter spell science classroom and <laughs> i think that like she's seeing this happened like she's getting like flashes or is sensing mm. she's like someone touched my dolls <laughs> i thought yeah. it was i thought it was more like she was flashing it's like the two bodies she was switching between what amber was seeing mm. in her body and what she was seeing Dude, does that, that make crazy. sense it's kind of that's what i was more getting from it it's like she was being pulled back to her body so she could see through amber's eyes it amy's. was like flashing or sorry amy's eyes and it was like flashing back and forth yes i like how in the scenes where it's like flashing of her cheering she's just having this like hella euphoric moment like cheering at this lame ass game like is this the first game of the season even it must be because they just right they just they just put together mm -hmm. the they just had tryouts right so it's the first basketball game it's like not even a big game a low stakes game low stakes yeah and she's just like yeah i'm cheering this is it this is what i've been working towards cheering at this high school basketball game not even varsity right because they're not <laughs> on the varsity team it is this fucking lame ass sophomore team that they're cheering for so dude this is like what her whole life has been accumulating to this one moment cheer at this third rate public school basketball game and she fucks it up she chokes so. again like she yeah. did a tryouts she already wasn't yes. good <laughs> and she made yes. the team because other people are like dropping dead from curses <laughs> yeah yeah she chokes at the game she falls from the top of a pyramid and dramatically runs out of the gym and she encounters xander and willow who try to distract her and stop her from running to the science lab it seems like she knows that's where amy is yeah and like she does this like darth vader death choke thing <laughs> on xander <laughs> Like and another. then she just she like does a psych like the vader death grab on xander but then just fully decks willow in the face yeah. like doesn't even yes, try to do I anything impressive it's like she has no magic action yeah. <laughs> yeah that was crazy fucking poor willow. Um, and then so yeah. while that's yeah while that's happening i think this was my favorite like buffy giles moment is when Buffy is like resting her head on Giles's tweed jacket on <laughs> one of the tables in the chemistry lab. And she just says, did we find? And Giles responds, we found. Aww. And I feel like that was like such a nice moment for the two of them because it's like there is a whole, I mean, the whole movie My Fair Lady is about how English people are very specific about the English language, and I feel like Giles is not one for short sentences like this. He's very verbose and kind of refuses to lower himself to what I think he looks at as kind of like Buffy's lower level. He doesn't want to like go down on her 16-year-old trendy, um, like using trendy words level, but 
in this moment where she needs him and where he has to be her watcher I think he finally gets there and I think it's the moment where their relationship changes from him just being frustrated at her like he was at the beginning of the episode to them having like a real relationship that is a nice thing and I loved it I love that he's that just like warm we found and knowing that he's gonna try and save her life from there but also that she's resting on his tweet jacket <laughs> Giles is the best dude he I agree <laughs> firmly agree dude so <laughs> I think that, that is so like nice and such a like deep takeaway to take from that moment and like the only thing that I've written down about this scene is, do you think that Giles says release right before he comes? <laughs> Dude. The way that he shouts it makes me really think that it's, that it's true. <laughs> I, I say yes. I say yes. <laughs> I vote yes too. Yeah, I think yes. Also, like, did he really need a book to know that release is what he had to say to like get the counter curse? To it work? seemed like it needed. I felt like the book had a power beyond what was inside. Okay, okay. It's and I like, think he says some other stuff before that. Yeah, too. he's like release this. I don't know. Yeah, okay. It just seems like they could have probably came up with that <laughs> on their own. <laughs> I feel like he would have known that. <laughs> um dude, i mean yeah. if that was true do you think that he would like break a witch's curse every time he jacked off dude yes From, like yelling that's, release that's canon <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens every time good of mankind yeah exactly so during this um when giles is there to like save buffy and we get the mom well, Amy in the mom's body is there and she's all like timid and afraid, like in the background. And then there's the mom in Amy's body that like runs in in her like cheerleading uniform. And <laughs> this is when she is hella fucking rude. And she says this line that says, she gave up her life so Amy can drag that worthless carcass around and call it a living. And... I don't know. I do feel like I think that's what all moms feel inside. Honestly. Yeah, and I honestly think that like, <laughs> dude, yeah, all sixteen-year-olds are worthless carcasses <laughs> <laughs> that are just being dug around and call it living. Like that only like rings hella true to me now. Which then like made me feel like, wow, I am closer to the mom's age now <laughs> than I am to this like sixteen-year-old's age, and it's just a harsh realization for me <laughs> to take it. <laughs> It's okay. We'll get cosmic brownies later and unpack those feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I only appreciate her honesty about how much it sucks to be a parent. <laughs> Whereas Joyce is just like super aloof. And I feel like she disassociates to deal with the fact that she's a shitty parent. And <laughs> Amy's mom just fully doubled down and was like, I'm just evil and I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um so from here we basically have a fight scene right like the mom comes in in amy's body in the cheerleading outfit and i'm pretty sure she has an axe she yes axe? that's how she, she was gonna kill door. she was gonna kill buffy she was standing yes. over buffy with the axe yeah and when they broke the, the curse until she was released yes 
And then Buffy feels better and comes at her. And she has this, the, the next most amazing line in the show for me was when the mom finishes her speech and Buffy yells, oh, grow up. I <laughs> 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 really appreciated that. <laughs> amazing. Um, and then, yeah, she like defeats her witchiness with her magic slayer powers. Yeah, she like, essentially does like an I'm rubber and you're glue type of thing where she like uses a, a mirror which I guess was affixated yes. to the ceiling of the classroom to uh make the evil curse flash back onto the witch and then she gets sucked up by her curse she calls upon a demon I think by name um which I, I mean I, I unless she's just saying words that are of the curse but she says to like for someone to take her and then she goes and gets like taken and so i'm curious to know if she comes back um well she does say and amy references it before she does the curse she says i'm gonna send you somewhere where you'll never be heard from again okay and also say the end of the episode you know oh, where okay she yeah yeah <laughs> she does not come back dude okay so an old house of wax in that oh yeah okay you're right okay so yeah she um dude i like how immediately she gets she's gone and amy's just like smiling and she's like yeah <laughs> like fans are yeah smiling. i was noticing that it's like dude you just saw your mom die and she was yeah. so fine about it and i was like dude is she she's fine even though she doesn't have parents but then i kind of forgot that her dad is still around yeah, I dude. was surprised that the mom wanted to kill Buffy after knowing her for three days, but didn't want to kill her ex-husband. Yeah, <laughs> like that was weird. Priority, dude. That, I guess. that is weird. Good point. But yeah, Amy is loving life. She's wearing peace sign T-shirts now. She's being yeah, her best self. She's probably eating brownies. She still. says she's like, yeah. I, yeah. my dad and I are gonna make brownies this yeah. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I definitely was like, I would be friends with that Amy if we were in high school. I feel like I own, I wore that outfit that she's wearing where it's like those plaid, like business casual pants with a huge tie-dye peace sign t-shirt and a zip up hoodie. <laughs> it's like, yes. Yeah, that's it. That's the outfit. Dude, and they're chatting and they walk by the shrine to the mom, the, the cheerleader shrine yeah and it zooms in on the trophy <laughs> and the last scene of of the episode are the eyes of the trophy opening and you hear someone in the trophy being like oh. <laughs> yeah dude and it's like human eyes it's like it's human eyes, human yes. eyes <laughs> it's like do you remember those fruits that would have like human eyes and like human mouths <laughs> yes. it was like on youtube dude. that's what it looked like yes dude. yeah it just reminded me of the end of a Goosebumps movie. Like yes. that had that kind of vibe to it. But you do get one more scene. Yeah, there was a scene where Buffy and Joyce are talking and Joyce says this amazing line where she says that there's a biological imperative where she can't understand Buffy because she's not 16. Um, That's exactly what you just talked about for yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's super real. It's I actually think that that was a super redeeming moment for Joyce because she's just like accepting 
she's like, dude, I don't get you at all. You're 16 and I'm a mom and I just don't get you. And I have to learn how to accept that instead of like lashing out at you. It's like, fuck yeah, Joyce. Well done. And then she also owns up that being 16 sucks because Buffy asks her. Yeah, I liked that you know, part a lot. She was like, would you be, do you wish you could be 16 again? Is what she asks. And she's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Because it does. So do you guys wish that you were 16 again? No. Dude, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Like in no, in zero capacity. <laughs> Dude, yeah, dark times for sure. Yeah, no thank you. So thank you everybody for listening to our winding conversation about this third episode of season one of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, It was very cool to be introduced to a monster that wasn't a vampire for the first time and um, kind of get a deeper relationship with these characters and their parents. And yeah, I hope you all enjoyed tuning in with us. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Until next time, from the Hellmouth, signing off. Slayer, slayer. Yes. Got to, got to plug the title. Yeah, coming to you from the Slayer. This episode was created and recorded by Amanda Kelly, Chris Rath, and Jen Rath. It was edited by Jen Rath. Our theme music is by Daniel Nico and James Fossa. Thanks everyone for listening.